future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name's Charles Story. I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. The current market cap for the crypto space is above $200 billion, which is great to see. We're, we were we were sub that number uh, for a few days. That wasn't that wasn't too pretty, but it's great to be above that now. Uh, Bitcoin's currently trading at $6,480, up 3% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum has had a nice run-up today. Uh, it's currently trading at $202. That's up 13% in the last 24 hours. EOS currently trading at $5.38. Um, that's currently up 10% for the day thus far. Litecoin currently trading at $54, up 5%. We have Monero, $112, that's up 10%. And of course, we have NEO at $17.50, up 1.5% in the last 24 hours. I think what's most important is, as we've been talking about for the last couple of days, is when the market is down, not to worry, not to freak out, know why you hold what you do, have conviction, double down on research, double down and find out what the project's been up to, what they're currently working on, and and and, and learn, use this opportunity to learn as much as possible. Now, with that in mind, let's find out what's been going on today. Let's find out what's happening in the market. A lot's been going on news-wise, so let's find out what that is. Mount Gox, Mount Gox is uh, <laughs> it's a tough, it's a touchy subject. Um, I haven't had a conversation thus far that is anything near positive about Mount Gox. So let's find out what's been going on there. So Mount Gox corporate creditors can now file claims for Bitcoin refunds. So the trustee of a long defunct Bitcoin exchange, Mount Gox, was announced that corporate creditors can now enter claims to claw back trapped Bitcoin. Through a recently approved rehabilitation process, Nubuaki, attorney at law and the rehabilitation trustee for Mt. Gox, said in a release on Wednesday that former corporate users of the exchange will have until October 22nd to file proof backing up their claims for refunds of crypto assets held by the exchange. We have released an online rehabilitation claim filing system, which allows corporate users to file their proofs of claim by online methods in connection with the civil rehabilitation proceedings. Um, the release also follows news that was basically announced prior that Mt. Gox online filing system had been opened to individual non-corporate users on August 23rd. So as reported by media sources, at that time, after the filing deadline, the trustee was submitted a statement of approval or rejection to a Tokyo District Court for final decision, tentatively scheduled for January 24th next year, which may be subject to further changes. So last year, several Mt. Gox creditors filed a petition to the bankruptcy court in Tokyo in an effort to move Mt. Gox out of the bankruptcy case which started since its infamous hack back in 2014 into civil rehabilitation. The court subsequently approved the petition in June. Currently, Mt. Gox creditors are also drafting refund policies via their legal representatives seeking to receive their Bitcoin assets in the original form of the deposit instead of cash via designated cryptocurrency exchange. So Mt. Gox at its peak, the largest cryptocurrency exchange by trading volume declared bankruptcy in 2014 following the theft of 744,000 Bitcoins from the platform. 
Creditors subsequently began a years-long process in bid to retrieve their funds still held at the exchange. So it was really messed up because obviously it's it's no it's never a good situation when when things get stolen. Absolutely. But what the worst part is, instead of paying people back in Bitcoin, and by the way, the Bitcoin price did nothing but appreciate in value, they decided that what they were going to do is give them the dollar amount that the Bitcoin was worth at the time of the hack. Now, this is really bad. And by the way, uh, Mt. Gox is the only case in history of a company going bankrupt that made huge profits and held huge profits and was moved out of bankruptcy because of having huge profits, because they held a lot of Bitcoin, which appreciated in value. So if you held, let's say, 10 Bitcoins, and at the time that was worth $200 a Bitcoin, and that was hacked, you're obviously very disappointed, and you don't hear back from the exchange. And in a year's time, or a couple of years' time, or, let, or three years' time, four year, three years later, that's up at $20,000. And they're wanting to pay you 200 for the Bitcoin? So people were outraged, and there's been a lot of controversy about how this was handled the fact that the guys that got away and they got they got paid in Bitcoin and you know the the CEO at the time I forget his name but he he had like a massive payoff in Bitcoin it was like it was really bad it was really corrupt but it's great to see now that time has proven to be one of the things that are going to help the situation and all of the investors and users of the exchange in this situation so I hope that everyone can sign this position and. Maybe they can get some Bitcoin back or at least get the cash back that the Bitcoin's worth at the time. But either way, I don't think many people are walking out of this as a winner, which is a shame. It was gave a crypto a really bad name and had a really bad effect on the Bitcoin price at the time. So away from the negative and to the positive. So Canadian regulated Bitcoin trust achieves mutual fund trust status. So first Block Capital Incorporate announced today that its flagship product, the FBC, Bitcoin Trust has now achieved mutual fund trust status. As such, the trust has become the first and only investment product approved by the Ontario Securities Commission, the OSC, and the British Columbia Securities Commission, the BCSC, to offer unit holders the exclusive opportunity to hold units of a Bitcoin investment in their tax-free savings account, the TFSA, and registered retirement savings plan the RRSP. Noting that the investment is available only to accredited investors, the firm explained, the trust units are now considered a qualified investment for a mutual fund trust under the Tax Act exceeding 150 units so far, which is massive. Big shout out to those guys. So let's kind of dig into this. So with, with what they do, it's part of the conditions and registrations imposed on first block capital were crafted to give the flexibility to allow them to operate under the pr present um, regulatory framework. The commission detailed, adding that it will give them tools to evaluate and identify risks of this innovative fund type. So in Canada, securities regulation is independently managed by its 13 provisional and territorial governments with each having a securities commission or equivalent authority. There is no regulatory authority at the federal government level. However, the majority of the principal security commissions operates under a passport system, meaning the approval of one commission can easily translate to others with simple filings. 
Every province and territory in Canada is part of the passport system, except the country's largest capital, Ontario. So concerns over the provincial regulatory system have prompted the federal government to work on establishing a national securities regulatory system. The national regulator is expected to be introduced by June 30th, 2019. So the BCSC revealed in Wednesday's statement that Block or First Block Capital is also now registered as an investment fund manager and exempt market dealer in Ontario. The BCSC is its principal regulator. That's huge news. That's great news for Canada. I think Canada, by the way, a lot of their banks, so I hear from, from a lot of people, because banking is a big issue. You have these projects to raise millions um, of dollars that have massive banking issues when they come back into fiat because your bank doesn't particularly want a statement of $50 million or pounds or whatever the currency you're using from Bitfinex or Coinbase or any large exchange out there into your, into your account. So like, well, how do you get this money? And they really, they really are against that. But there's lots of Canadian banks, so I hear, who are very friendly and are very open-minded, let's say, to dealing with crypto um, companies, exchanges. So I think Canada, Canada has always been quite famous for, for being quite liberal in that sense and being quite open-minded to innovation. And by the way, you see these, you have these big banks and, and, and the regulators. And by the way, they missed out massively on the 90s bubble. They really dismissed technology. And not necessarily investment banks, but like a lot of people dismissed when when the internet came around, not being able to trust it. And, and then it was email and it was like, well, why would I send an email? None of my friends have email. And you look down 20 years down the line and everyone has email. Everyone uses the internet. Like that. that's standard. If you don't, it's like, well, why not? Why don't you have an email address? <laughs> and it's got a little bit further than that. It's like, why don't you have Telegram? Or why don't you use WhatsApp or whatever that may be? But that's the point. I think people are scared of missing out on, on a potential massive innovation and people want to be the first to that. So it's a shame when you see big companies like the US or, or China really shunning away from new projects coming forth and, and, trying to, and trying to break trail using cryptocurrency. So let's quickly have a, a, a roundup of what's going on in the exchanges. So Spotware launches out-of-the-box crypto software. So early this month, Spotware, a Cypress-based company that offers out-the-box trading platforms for brokers, announced the launch of the C Exchange, an out-of-box cryptocurrency exchange platform that allows anyone to start a crypto exchange. Um, Alexander Schumann, the chief executive officer of Spotware, Stated, we used our expertise and proven technologies to create C-Exchange. There are only a few solutions available in the market resembling C-Exchange. But our platform is a high-quality product unlike others out there. Um, <laughs> oh, this is crazy. And it was developed by a professional financial software development company. Spotware's website states that the C-Exchange offers robust and scalable architecture. So, what like the business there is basically... Yeah, listen, everyone's welcome. You're going to create your own exchange. Here's the software. And like, if you want to trade on it and stuff, yeah, go for it. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, who's going to use that? I'm sure there's a lot of people who will, they're pretty much white labeling it for free, I guess. But I mean, they haven't done like, like the exchange. I've never heard of the exchange before. See exchange until, until I heard about it today. So people are going to create exchange using software they're not sure about and trusting completely to onboard people and then get them to trade. And I, I assume they kind of make a spread, right? They make the they make the difference between the buy and the sell. And spot 
spot coin make a big big spread as well so everyone's kind of ripping off the consumer and then it's quite expensive so why wouldn't you just trade with a, a reputable exchange that's out there like that doesn't make sense in my mind so another exchange news Huobi announces HDAX will merge with Huobi Group so the Huobi Autonomous Digital Exchange HDAX will be upgraded and rebranded to Huobi Next before merging with Huobi Global on September 19th so a blog post published by the exchange describes the merger as being the product of a long-term business plan. So it was noted the merged Huobi next will be displayed in a unified interface of Huobi Global, where trading of all coins on the HDAX will be moved to Huobi Global. Huobi Global will share the brand potential, the trading users, and other resources of Huobi Global with Huobi Next. The voting and project center will also be merged to the main website together with Huobi Next. Huobi, man, they're making moves in the space, those guys. I mean, they've they got, they got an office here in London. They're super, super on it. They're super get it done, I think is the correct word. They, like, they get stuff done over there and um, super smart in the way they execute. They've expanded massively. I think they've got over like 1,500 employees globally. So the, the, the way they've scaled their business and become one of the market leaders is incredible. And I really I really take my hats off to those guys. Well, listen, that's a wrap. i got to bounce. It's now uh, 10 past nine in the evening. I need to get some food. I need to get some stuff done. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. We appreciate it. That's a wrap. i got to bounce. Remember to check us out on all of our social channels, Telegram, SVK Crowd. Type that in. Join the group. Everyone is welcome. Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. And of course, you can email myself, C-Story, C-S-T-O-W. At svkcrypto.com. I try and reply to everyone, so hit me up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. That's a wrap. You've been listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on cstory at svkcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.